This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver. A few years ago, I started to notice these obnoxious yellow signs that said, We Buy Ugly Houses, popping up all over the city. I didn't know what they were about, but something felt fishy. I wanted to know exactly who was running this shady-seeming operation, so I called up Anjanette Damon, a reporter with ProPublica, who did an investigation into the company behind We Buy Ugly Houses. She unveiled a scheme you have to hear to believe. Today is Tuesday, June 20th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Anjanette Damon, welcome to CityCast Denver. Hi, thanks for having me. So many of my Twitter followers were like, oh, Bree, someone finally did the investigation into the thing that drives you crazy, which is I'm the crazy lady in Denver who drives around and takes down those we buy houses for cash signs. I will pull over on any street. I've got scissors and a screwdriver and I rip those things off. They make me so mad. And I feel like <laughs> you're reporting like, validated what I thought was something about this feels fishy. You know, we found that this company, the way the company advertises and they spend an insane amount of money on advertising. So that, that's why you've seen these billboards. That's why you get these, yeah, these letters in your mailbox. Yeah. So you know that name, we buy ugly houses and you think, oh, it's like a, you know, box of Kleenex. It's like, we buy ugly houses. Let's call that number. Um, and But that advertising often catches people in the net who are in very vulnerable situations. And it's almost, you know, it could be analogous to like a payday loan kind of thing. I need money fast to help me out of this situation. The company teaches franchises to quote unquote, find the pain. And they leverage that pain to get a contract. And, you know, payday loans can be very difficult and put people in a lot of difficult financial situations. Here we're talking about a home, which is the largest investment most people have in their entire lifetimes. Anjanette, can you tell me the story of Kareen Casanova? Yeah, so Kareen Casanova and her husband bought a three-bedroom small house in a Los Angeles suburb way back in 1961. They raised a family, uh, raised three kids there. Um, unfortunately, Corrine's husband passed away before she did, and her health started to decline. Um, she started suffering from dementia, and her kids figured she needed, it was time for her to move to a place where she could get more care. And so she was days away from moving into assisted living, and um, for some reason, we're not sure why, she, it occurred to her that she might have to sell her house. And so she had a letter that had come in her mailbox sometime in the past. She called the number and said, hey, I'm moving into an assisted living facility. Um, 
could you give me a, uh, an estimate of the value of my house? Um, she had reached a company called Homevestors, and they sent um, a man named Corey Evans out to her house. He was there the next day. Um, within just a short period of time, he had convinced her to sign a contract uh, to sell her house for a price about 60% of what it was worth. Wow. Remember, she had... Um, pretty well documented dementia. Her kids said that she had maybe about a three minute memory. Um, she would mistake her adult son as her brother all the time. And they just kind of went along with it. You know, uh, they had no idea she had signed this contract to sell the house. Um, and sadly she passed away about 19 days after <gasps> she signed the contract. And that's when they discovered um, what had happened. Corey Evans sent a handwritten note to her house after she had died saying, hey, we're closing, where are you? Um, when her son David found the letter, he's like, look, we're not selling this house. My mom had dementia. She didn't know what she was signing. Um, you know, we need to drop all of this. Uh, instead of, you know, letting letting that family walk away, this company, it was a franchise of homevestors named Patriot Holdings. Uh, they sued the Casanova family to uh, hold them to the deal, um, engaging them in a four or five year legal battle that continues today. We all get these letters in the mail if we own a home. Do you want to sell your house? She has dementia. She calls them and says, I have dementia. That should be a signal to an a real estate person like, oh boy, let's get somebody else involved here. But that's what I want to know is like, why did this company go through with this knowing this about her? I should say that in, in their legal filings, um, Corey Evans maintained throughout that he noticed no signs of impairment or dementia. Um, she didn't, we do have a transcript of that phone call. She didn't outright say, hey, I have dementia. But you know, she was elderly. She was by herself. She was moving into assisted living. Her family took all the steps they thought that they could. The house was in a trust, um, so she legally couldn't sign it over anyway. Uh, they had installed cameras to keep her safe. Um, and still this this happened. So it's a really difficult thing to protect against. Um, and I think the motivating factor for these companies are just get the contract signed. Maybe there's clues that there's dementia. Maybe there's clues that there's a power of attorney out there. Maybe there's clues that, um, that it's in a trust. And we found multiple examples of Homevestors franchises kind of ignoring those clues, getting a contract signed, and then going forward with a legal battle. Maybe they don't end up with the property, but in other cases, we've seen them get 10, 15 grand, even more money just to settle to walk away from the, the contract that they got signed. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board, because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone, and there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. So this situation with Karine Casanova, as you said, happened in Los Angeles, in the Los Angeles area. But Homevestors is a franchise. Like, 
so they operate all over the country. Um, most folks will be aware of them because they um, advertise with these billboards that have a caveman on them that say, we buy ugly houses. Um, tell me exactly who is Homevestors? Who is this company behind We Buy Ugly Houses? So it was started in the late 90s by a Texas real estate investor. Um, and they kind of formalized this process for flipping houses. And it's evolved. This entire industry has evolved over the years. Um, but Homevestors has grown into quite a behemoth. They probably make more of their money signing up franchises, just like a McDonald's or a Subway. So they operate franchises operate in 48 states. There's about 1,100 of them. And Homevestors teaches this process for how to take a call, go to the house quickly, talk the person into signing a contract. Um, and then sometimes they'll sell that contract. As I said, it's evolved and it's, it's pretty complicated. So sometimes they won't even take ownership of the house. Um, they'll just sell the contract to another investor who buys the contract and thus the house. Sometimes they'll fix it up and flip it. Sometimes they'll maintain it and they'll rent it out. So there's various exit strategies. So you and your fellow reporters, the reporting that you did uh, focused on this one company, Homevestors, which operates franchises all over the country. Anjanette, how prevalent is this problem? It's it's prevalent. Homevestors is not the only actor out there. Um, you know, this conversation kind of started and our reporting started by wondering who is behind the sign on the telephone pole. There are so many iterations of house flippers out there. We ended up focusing on home investors. They're self-proclaimed the largest cash home buyer in the country um, because they kind of developed this system, because they train franchises all over the country. We said, well, let's look at this. Um, but just go on YouTube, just go on Instagram, just Google anything about, you know, get rich quick on real estate. And you have, um, rather than franchises, you have these gurus that are selling systems. And yeah, they're really popular in hot markets. They're, I mean, Phoenix, Florida, North Carolina, Atlanta, all of these markets that you think of as hot hot housing markets where homes are going quickly, they're operating. Um, Denver as well. Denver is a hot market. Like I joke, you can like sell a half burned down house here for a million dollars in the right neighborhood. So I was like, why do they, but they still operate here. I still see their signs and I still see iterations of these other companies. So there is still a way for them to make money even when the market is competitive. And it sounds like in part because it's such a complicated thing that a lot of homeowners don't fully understand. They have the brand in their head, the We Buy Ugly Houses in their head, So they or they have the letter. The letter literally said, while I was doing this reporting, I literally got a Homevestors letter. Um, <laughs> and it, it's stamped right there um, in red, keep this letter with your important house papers. Right? So you get this <gasps> in the mail, and you're older, and, you're, and then here comes the time. You think it's important. Yeah, here. Oh, here's this letter. Why don't I call this number and see see what happens? I know that you reached out to Homevestors, I'm sure for an interview or a comment. But I wonder what was their reaction um, to your to your investigation? We requested several times an interview with the CEO, David Hicks. He declined our offer. They engaged a kind of a reputation management PR company. And to their credit, they 
answered our questions. We sent them several rounds. Uh, It's our practice at ProPublica never to surprise anybody who's the subject of a story. So even if they decline interviews with us, we send them a a summary of what our reporting has found and said, you know, finding number one, this is what we found. Do you have anything to say about this? Here's a question for you. Um, And Homevestor's PR representative um, provided answers. Sometimes they didn't exactly answer the question, but they did provide answers to all of our our questions. Um, and again, their their response was that we looked at a, a small number of transactions and that they have a 96% customer satisfaction rating. They, again, denied that they target anybody in any kind of socioeconomic condition or age or race or particular, um, they're targeting the house. Um, but shortly after we sent that letter, our first letter, um, we got wind that they had held a conference call with all of their franchises to warn them that this story was coming out, uh, which was, and we were able to obtain a recording of that, that webinar, um, which was, you know, one of the first times I've (laughs) been able to see in real time how a company reacts to my reporting before the story even came out. When this article comes out, I want to encourage you, please don't click on it. We will go post the article on the internet. Uh, We'll post other articles where they've been printed so you can see them. Uh, But if you click on it, you will drive the error up on the SEO. And in that call, you know, they said one of the franchises asked, well, are they making up information? And and the company was like, no, they have good information. They actually did good reporting. They dug in areas we never would have expected them to dig. Overall, we're going to change some of our practices and make sure we change our systems and standards to make sure that we have our franchise doing the right thing. Well, Antoinette Damon, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Hey, guys. Just love you so much. This is Debbie from Pueblo. And um heard that you guys picked your summer probably as going to the Georgetown Loop Old West Days, which is very cool. Um, 30-ish years ago, I was a docent for Colorado history and got trained on doing tours in the mine that's on the loop. So it is one of the coolest places to go. I definitely recommend uh, seeing if you can add that to your, your train ride because that is a really cool experience. Hope you guys are having a great summer. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hi, CityCast. My name is Bailey, and I live in the university neighborhood. And I'm calling uh, because I work for Denver Parks and Rec as an outdoor pool coordinator this summer. And I wanted to announce that my pool, La Alma Outdoor Pool, is open this summer for the first time since 2019. So come check out a hidden gem on the west side. Thanks. Bye. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell Homevestor CEO David Hicks about us. Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.
have a, re a pop filter to replace this janky pop filter, but my desk is so full of stuff, I can't find the new pop filter. <laughs>